0: Hi, I'm Antra, and you're listening to my new podcast, Anthropologist, a podcast all things people, from emotions and aspirations to society and change. In this episode, I'll be talking about the new generation of people, sensitive, eager and hungry for change, Generation Z, or better known as the Snowflake Generation. It's a term I've heard tossed about so frequently. If I had a penny for every time an adult said, you teenagers just get offended about everything, you're all just a bunch of snowflakes, I would be a millionaire. I can guarantee you that in every debate, in every discussion or conversation about anything mildly controversial or discursive, fingers will be pointed at our generation accusing us of being hypersensitive to any undertones and of not being able to take a joke. It's a term that I once tried to deny, arguing that we just want to change the world for the better and do not pick on the little things that much. I wanted to prove our strength rather than our perceived weakness. But now I know that it's a term I want to embrace. From ages 1 to 11, I'd say I was blissfully ignorant of how difficult this world truly is. I genuinely have no recollection of anything controversial, perplexing or troubling me at the tender age of 7. My list of priorities was short and sweet. A certain degree of putting us in bubbles was beneficial because it allowed us to be children and not think or scrutinise over big people's problems. As children, almost all of us got told that we are all equal and that we should not see colour and reminded that a girl can do just as good as a boy. We got urged not to treat anyone badly, nor bully people if they're different. But it seems that while we were told these things incessantly through colourful videos and playful animations, the adults seemed to forget it. As I grew up and cultivated my own identity and set of unique opinions by reading things on my own I realised that even though at seven we were shown videos of people of different skin tones and ethnicities holding hands and singing happily, life was a lot deeper than that. People were not treated equally, far from it. It was much more covert thereby being much more difficult to recognise and call out when we were younger. But as we grew older, and as more iPhone models came out, we got introduced to the internet. Social media has been our generation's means of connecting with the real world. We are now exposed to the crude reality of the world around us. Whether we like it or not, social media users are often bombarded with posts and videos and articles about every sort of issue under the sun. So as soon as we realised the magnitude of this world's problems, we began to point them out, regardless of their scale. And I think, to a certain extent, that is really important. It's vital that we recognise discriminative and offensive types of behaviour and educate people who mindlessly make jokes about things that should not be joked about. Racism, sexism and every other type of ism begins at home. If it's nurtured or even brushed past, it has the chance to flourish into something much more serious later on. We can't tolerate or put up with the ignorance and hatred of other people. Things have certainly gotten better, but this has only happened because of the snowflakes who recognize this problem early on and demanded change. For centuries, those who did this, like the suffragettes in the 19th and 20th century, and climate activists in the 90s, were seen as too radical and irritating. And we're facing this today. I don't think that we'll be able to solve the issues that have clung to previous decades unless we have people openly rejecting our current situation and calling out people who refuse to be more sensitive. Last summer, following the murder of George Floyd, which could have been dismissed as an unfortunate incident, an anomaly, we took the matter into our own hands. On social media and on the streets, we spread unity and fueled much needed change so that the killer was put behind bars and laws were put into place so that no such killing happens again. We've even made our mark on the issue of climate change and it seems that it's only being taken seriously due to the constant pressing and urging of the younger generation. To be honest, climate change has all had already devastating impacts in low income countries. But in higher income countries, it's seen as a problem in the distant future. It seems too difficult to try and solve a problem that has barely just arrived yet, especially if it requires compromise regarding the economy. Ever since Thumberg's walk out of school, other teenagers have similarly taken a stand so as to encourage further change and action. Our generation is beginning to retire our short-sighted mindset and grapple with the fact that we will eventually need to change our habits. The last thing I would like to say is that our snowflaky nature is something that was pretty much inevitable. Our generation was forced into a territory unknown by past generations of teenagers. The internet has made us so much more aware and involved with what is happening in the real world. The desire to pitch in is almost inescapable. We see on the news or social media, all these terrible things. So how can we not want to fix things and make things right for the future? I for one am sick of living in a world rattled with conflict and hatred. And I know that I am one of many. So in some ways, I believe that our snowflakiness is an asset and will be instrumental in making sure that the world will at least be a bit nicer place to live in a few years time. With that being said, I have to point out the fact that to a certain degree, the adults have a point. Sensitivity is in no way a weakness and without it, the world would be a much harsher place But we have to build tougher skin in order to fight the bigger, graver problems in the world. We definitely need to call out offensive behaviour when we see it. But there will be a time when we have to pick our battles. I don't see the point in wasting our energy in arguing against well-meaning but misworded tweets and over-analysing someone's words or actions from 10 years ago when there are much more prevalent issues and people who are much more desperate for your attention and help. I think by pointing out these super minor problems and by canceling anyone who slips up slightly, we undermine our own strength. We're the generation who is strong and powerful, but also forgiving and one which aims to educate people rather than shut them down for saying or doing the wrong thing. Cancel culture is the flaw that is encouraged in our generation. The compulsive habit of destroying someone's career and hurling them with hurtful abuse, pouncing on them because of a mistake they made 10 years ago or an insensitive remark that came out wrong, will not lead to a kinder or an equal society. We will get nowhere if we don't seek to educate others who make mistakes. And we'll also get nowhere if we spend all our times pointing fingers at the mistakes of others rather than inspecting our own prejudices. Additionally, we can't Instagram our way out of the discrimination that is ingrained in society today. After George Floyd's murder in May last year, we saw what a powerful tool social media could be. And for the first few weeks, it was impressive just how much change could happen. But we also saw activism for the sake of popularity and followers. The power of protest was diluted. As posts with pretty pastel thumbnails explained century long horrors and conflicts of the world to be shared on everyone's story, but for no one to actually read and understand. Last summer I saw celebrities and companies being slandered for not posting about the Black Lives Matter movement on their accounts. Activism should not be a trend or something that someone does to look progressive or modern. Activism comes in many different forms. Spreading awareness on social media, protesting, educating yourself, educating peers, doing research, finding a solution to the problem, talking to people in power, aiming to ease the problem or taking it into your own hands. These are all ways to be an activist and equally important. I'm also working on seeing people through a more objective lens, rather than focusing on their ethnicity, gender or sexuality. It causes me to make assumptions about people and formulate a standpoint which is heavily influenced by these factors. But the catch is that whilst I always thought that my inbuilt prejudices would work against women, against people of colour and against LGBTQIA members, I find that I sympathise with these groups of people much quicker than I do with other groups. It's not true equality, and this affects my political views too. Just because someone ticks the boxes doesn't always mean that they are actively working towards a better future for all groups of people. What does matter is their character, integrity and their history. Race, gender and sexuality all form parts of one's identity, but it's never the full picture. Of course, we also cannot be blind to these things, as it similarly stops us from viewing the full picture. And the last thing I would quickly like to speak about is tolerance. The world is harsh enough as it is and will become even worse if we continue to hate and abuse people who have different beliefs to us. We should aim to find a balance. Balance. It would be a huge mistake to say that the world is coming to a stagnant stop. It's rather the opposite. The world is improving day by day, becoming more progressive and tolerant. People in positions of power are recognizing the mistakes of their predecessors and aiming to improve the societal problems that face our world today. Our world is much more tolerant than it was 20 years ago, and we have to be proud of how how far we've come. Some of the things that are so normalized now in 2021 would be frowned upon if not condemned just 20 years ago. I'm happy that we're still striving for perfect equality in our world and continuing to tirelessly campaign for what is right. I'm happy that we as a generation are slowly changing the minds of the grown-ups in order to cultivate a kinder, safer, happier place to live in. What I'm trying to say, is that this world is not perfect, but it's improving. And we, as Generation Z, need to find the right balance.